Welcome to the Librarian Influencers Podcast. Each week, our host, Dr. Laura Shinneman, dives deep into school library topics to help you build your skills and take charge of your own professional development. Her mission is to create an environment where librarians flourish and become lifelong learners. Now, on to today's podcast. Hello, everybody. I'd like to welcome Jennifer Newcomb today. She is a Pennsylvania librarian. So, Jen, welcome to the Librarian Influencers Podcast. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here today. That's awesome. So, could you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your background in the library so we know where you're coming from? Well, um, I actually started in education. Um, I was a special education teacher in the classroom, and I got interested in the library when I was taking my kids to the library to work on projects, and I saw what my friend Jenny was up to, and like a good transition for me. So I went to library school uh, in the evenings and weekends, and it was just when distance learning was getting started. It was not an easy process at that time, but got it figured out. And then um, in the in that district where I taught, I taught in the high school, but the middle school library uh, position came open. So I transferred up there, um, spent two and a half years there, and then my heart's always been with high school kids. Mm-hmm. And somebody we went to library school with called and said, hey, there's a high school position where my son goes, you ought to apply. And I did. And that's how I ended up uh, at Northeastern High School in uh, Manchester, Pennsylvania. That's awesome. I also ended up in the library because of a friend. You know, I just, she loved her job so much. And I thought, you know, that's really something I, I need to check out, you know, learn, learn a little bit more about. So. Yeah, it was just, I was going to get to work with kids in small groups and one-on-one like I was, but I got to work with a whole lot more kids. And that was, that was and doing different things. It was enticing to me. Yeah. It is. And that's, that was one part I enjoyed about it, that it wasn't the same thing every day. You know, it's always something fresh. You can do your little things, you repeat, you know, but there's always new and new and fresh things that are going on. So absolutely. All right. Well, Jen, um, you caught my eye because I saw your name on a big award announcement. Could you go ahead and tell us a little bit about um, the award that you were honored with? Yes. Um, and I tell you, I was really surprised, too. I had no idea that it was in the works. Um, I got the I Love My Librarian Award. I was nominated by two colleagues um, here, at the, here at the high school that I work a lot with. And like I said, I was to- totally shocked, taken aback um, that I'm honored for what I feel is just doing my job every day and taking care of the kids kids where I work. So um, it's been a lot, been a lot of fun, uh, especially the last couple of weeks since they've announced it, hearing from people that I haven't talked to in years. That uh-huh. And said, "Hey, congratulations!" So, um, tr- truly an honor. But I'm I'm humbled that people um, recognize that. That's awesome. So, just as far as that process, d- did you not have any part of the application process? They did it all, and, and it was a surprise it, to you. It was a total surprise. <laughs> I, I opened. They they did a lot of work. They did a lot of writing. Um, answered a lot of questions. And I was totally shocked in early December when I clicked on this email, and I thought, "Oh, it's probably an advertisement for something." Yeah. But, I was busy, but the kids were kind of in a lull. I mean, I looked real quick and I'm like, really? And I said, Wendy, the lady that works in the library, and I'm like, you got to read this. And that was how I found out about it. So, oh, goodness, wow. It didn't take long to figure out uh, who was behind it. So, <laughs> oh, they didn't tell you who it was or? Well, eventually in information they did, but in that first bit, they didn't. They yeah. just said, hey, you've won. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> where did this come from? <laughs> Where did this come from? So, yeah. Well, that's exciting. All right. Well, so, Jen, a lot of my listening audience are the early career librarians. And so, you know, a lot of them are um, facing things they've never imagined before, um, th- 
dealing with things that, you know, they might have a mentor, might not have a mentor. So I love it when our librarians get to tell about their first couple of years in the library so they can see that it's going to be okay. <laughs> Everything will work out. So what, what were your early years like? My first couple of years were, were very busy. I thought I lived there. I mm -hmm. uh, was usually in that library six days a week uh, because we could get in. I went into a library that had not been weeded and really cared for in a long time. Wow. Uh, so I had a lot of weeding and getting uh, the getting the collection, you know, kind of back up to speed a little bit. And also knowing what the expectations from the high school were, it allowed me to change the instruction to help give yeah. the, the base on what they would have so that their transition for their research needs when they hit the high school were there. Um, a lot of time, I loved it. I learned a lot, uh, learned, learned the collection. It was good to learn the collection. I mean, you can look, look online all you want, but when your hands are on it, and I'm pretty visual with uh, that sort of thing. So, um, but you get through it. It's it's like the first, it was like, it was starting a new job and any first couple of years in a new job are, you know, hectic, but I learned, don't be afraid to ask. Mm -hmm. And um, my friend, Jenny, the high school librarian was, would answer me at any time and give me suggestions and, but also some, I'll never forget the words to her and this probably answers something later, but she said, there will always be something to do here. Mm -hmm. Work hard, but at a certain time you have to go home mm -hmm. and it's, you need to take care of yourself and get back to work on it tomorrow. Yeah, that's true. And that's, I think that's one thing that's kind of shocking to a lot of librarians when they start out, you're, you're never finished. You know, you might have put the last book on the shelf you know, and then here comes a bunch of kids, you know, with a lot more, but things, it's just, it's an ongoing job. So, but a rewarding, good one. It is, it is. Yeah, I, I love it. I've never, I enjoyed my time in the classroom, but I love my time in the library. Mm -hmm, definitely. All right. Was there any kind of advice that you wish um, you could give yourself back when you were just starting out years ago? Oh, probably to step back more often and take a look about where I was. Mm -hmm. I, I tend to, even in spite of the advice to, uh, you know, cut off, I tend to try and want to get, get things completely done. But also, you know, keep, keep in touch. And it's easier now. There's so much more online uh, professionally and what things you're doing to have a little bit more of a network. True. That wasn't as easy in 2002, 2003. It just was, so, so much has changed. It makes that much easier. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, tell us a little bit about Pennsylvania where you're working right now with this, with our pandemic that's still going on. Um, what, what's your school situation like right now? Uh, we're, we're lucky. Um, the school district I work in, we came back to school in the fall, um, fully thinking that we weren't gonna make it till the end of September. And uh, our kids have been very compliant, working hard to stay healthy. And we've only missed two days on quarantine and it happened to be a Friday and a Monday so that we got our four day in there. Yeah. That's the only time we've missed at the high school. Um, some of our younger buildings have missed more, uh, but I don't, almost none of our cases have been transmitted in school. It's been from contacts from families or like family members contacts. So, um, so we've been very fortunate there, but we're down 25 to 30% of our students are, are in our, we call it our Bobcat Cyber Academy. We okay. develop our own cyber academy. Uh, it's difficult not seeing all those kids all the time. And we've had a lot of bouncing in and out. Mm -hmm. 
sometimes they're in cyber, then they're back in school. Um, not just the quarantine kids, but everybody. Um, we're, we're working on a plan to make that a little more consistent over time yeah. um, and learning how to, at first we had people that were just teaching online and people who were just teaching in person. Almost everybody in the building now is teaching in a blended format where we have some BCA kids and our in-person kids. Okay. Uh, the hardest part of that for me is I move around. When I'm in the library, I'm moving. I have now I have to stay within camera range. I have a pretty good microphone will pick me up, but um, I have to hold still a little bit more for that. So that's that's been a, a learning curve. But the kids, have, excuse me, have been very gracious about that. And everybody, we've been patient with each other through the bumps and bruises of um, an online learning environment. Yeah. So you're having kids come into the library, the ones that are on campus. Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I, it's difficult for me because I usually have a lot more, I call them my floaters, mm -hmm. study halls or um, kids maybe doing college courses and over lunch, but um, I can't have them right now because of the social distancing. Yeah. But my courses, my classes are still coming. The teachers that I work with, um, we have to use much more of the library space to keep them seated, yeah. but I probably have the advantage of having the biggest area, yeah. probably the most socially distant here. We're here, you know, a year into this pandemic, basically. What what do you find yourself working on now? Like what's, you know, early on, I know it's just crisis stuff for everybody, but like, what, what are you doing? What do you find yourself doing now a year into this? Um, it takes a lot more preparation on my end to get ready for classes to come since the kids can't touch the books for research. Mm -hmm. um, it involves a lot more, there, a lot more prep ahead of time for certain things that we haven't had to do in the past. Um, and just getting everybody through through the process, it takes longer. Everything just takes longer. Everything's just harder, but we're we're rolling with it. That's good. Yeah, it sounds like y'all all have good attitudes, so that's awesome. Very awesome. Okay, so when you think about the role the librarians play on campus, um, how would you describe that influence? You know, what is the impact that you see librarians? How do they make that difference? Well, I have the advantage at the high school and I'm on a flexible schedule. So like we talked earlier, uh, different things every day. <laughs> I involve myself in the kids' lives quite a bit at school here, whether it be, um, I'm senior I'm senior class advisor. Okay. One of the senior class advisors. Um, I work with junior achievement. They bring in a couple programs every year. I help coordinate the background volunteer. And although that's a different thing this year because we can't have volunteers in. Um, mm -hmm something virtual for us. Um, I work at sporting events. I go to musical things so that the kids see me and they know I care. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in them and that gets them in my doors. Yeah, that's awesome. To talk about things and, and I participate in district level committees and anything I can be involved in to help help the Bobcats through their through their through their journey here. I try and be involved in. Beautiful. That's awesome. I'm sure they appreciate that too. All right, so when you think about um, the coming year, you know, or either like what's left this year or the coming year, what kind of influence do you want to work on in the future? Um, I really want to continue to uh, be involved, know the kids, get them in here more and get my kids back. Yeah. My, my, my floaters, my lunchtime kids, I want to get them back because in the past we've had puzzles going all the time. We just have a puzzle station and it's brought kids together uh, I miss game afternoon we instituted 
couple years ago, uh, one night a month, we have games and snacks after school and oh. nothing electronic because I want them to interact with one another. So yeah. they play cards, they play board games, they do puzzles. Um, I miss some things like that. So just to get the kids back in using the facility and knowing that this is a space for them. Yeah. And I, I'm curious how, how well, not, well is not a good word. I don't, I'm curious what the transition is going to be like when they come back, you know, will they immediately go back to the things that they knew and love, or will things just be so different, <laughs> you know, that, that, that you have to work harder, you know, to bring them back in. I think it's going to be interesting. So. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Although I know at the beginning of the year, I had a lot of kids, especially game afternoon was really popular. Like I didn't get huge numbers, usually between 20 and 30. Yeah. But kids were like, can we still have game night? I'm sorry, we can't right now. Um, I have been able to maintain my book club through this. Okay. Not a huge group. So, and we do it simultaneously. We do it, you know, hybrid model. Uh, we bring online the kids that are at home and the kids that are here. So um, I think, I think it'll bounce back. I think the kids are so missing mm -hmm. the interaction of this. I think they'll be looking for things. I do too. I, I really do too. I think that connections is going to be be vital. So you're, you're talking a whole lot about really how you take care of the kids. Um, let's talk a little bit more just about how, like how you're building relationships with them. As I mentioned earlier, I attend events pretty much if there's something going on here, I wander through at some point of it in the evening. Um, and I've always felt that it's important. Uh, both places I've taught, I've lived in the community where I taught. Okay. I see the kids at the grocery store. I see them at our local convenience store when I'm getting gas, that kind of thing. Um, I get a lot of business taken care of there. Kids will come up to me and say, hey, hey, I was working on this or I need this or, or what's going on with this. Um, and we have a, we, our area, our district has a, a lot of low income, low socioeconomic. So the kids are really grateful for any help we give them. And I wanna give them all the help we can to help kind of level the playing field and get them um, out, out and on their way. And as I mentioned in this, if they know you care about them, they'll get in here and then the library, as I call it, the library stuff will come. Yeah. yeah. Take them as people, as people first. And um, that's, just, that's just who I've always been. Yeah. You know, you know, some of our kids go through, you know, their lives are you know, pretty easy and some of our kids their lives are not easy. And if we can make, you know, seven hours a day easier, that that's my goal. Yeah. So what kind of things have you done during the pandemic? Um, like you mentioned the book club, are there, are there other things that you've done just kind of as an outreach to the kids? Uh, last spring when we were, we were all from home, uh, I had some kids that I knew would probably be struggling and I made sure that I reached out to them and, you know, scheduled some Google meets or sent a lot of emails, some connection type of things. Uh, I'm still connecting. We, you know, through our learning management platform, we can reach out to, you know, whole grades and I'll say, Hey, this is still going on. Or if you need help with this, or this is what's coming, or um, the seniors are starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. So there's some excitement with them, but we're still trying to, we don't know. Um, we ended up throwing a pretty successful graduation last year. Uh, it was socially distant. It was a drive-through, but they got to go out and walk. And actually, we had zero negative feedback from that. Wow. We don't know whether that that's what it'll look like this year. Or we'll go back to something more traditional. We don't know what the next you know five and a half months look like. So um, just talking to them and trying to get them excited about whatever is coming up next. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so you, you mentioned the low-income families. Um, are y'all doing things like hotspots and different, like how, well, how are y'all we helping? Haven't, we haven't done that. Um, our food program, um, our cafeterias are putting out lunch. We have lunches available okay. five days a week. And I know that uh, in some cases there are weekend meals that are available there. Uh, we talked about early on, I think we had a couple hot spots out. Uh, we're fortunate in our area, Comcast has a pretty affordable uh, monthly, monthly program. Uh, part of our problem is we have a few areas of our district, we have a pretty good sized geographical footprint um, that they just haven't run internet out to yet. Uh, actually, one of the ladies that nominated me for the award, her parents just got internet at their house in the last month. Oh my goodness. And uh, so, you know, taking care of that, but the kids are resourceful and, you know, we know the kids that can't and a lot of things are available offline. They can download them to their Chromebooks and work and, but the kid, kids are resourceful. If they want to get connected for something, they will. Yeah, so. yeah definitely. We have, we have an area actually South Padre Island, you know, down where I live, that's kind of remote, you know, in a sense. And, but it's, there's a lot of poverty in that area as well, but the, their library is being used by the families that don't have it live too far out you know, or can't get access to things. So th that's what the libraries actually become for them, the school library. They'll come in there, you know, during the day to log on and get on and, and do things. So I thought that was an interesting way for them to um, switch the role of the librarian, but still, you know, it's being useful for everything. So, okay, you mentioned the word library stuff. You know, I thought that was a cute, cute phrase, but when you think about next year and let's pretend we're all 100% back to normal, like what's one thing you just can't wait to do? just have kids here and be able to see their faces yeah. and go to work and uh, more kids will be available. I've done very little reader's advisory and that's probably my favorite thing to do is reader's advisory mm -hmm. just because their movement is restricted um, somewhat. We're, our um, remediation time is at a set time now and there's not movement throughout the building. So I just look forward to getting more kids back in here. Yeah. My instruction has changed, but I'm doing almost all the same instruction. Very few teachers have pulled out of what we've done. So that part has, has been good. Uh, but I'm just looking forward to maybe also recognizing kids. Some of my kids now, I wouldn't recognize them if I see them from the eyes down. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and it's so hard now too, when you see, because there's some kids or people that I've, I've met online. Um, so then when I see them in person, like with a mask on, I'm like, okay, is that <laughs> You know, yeah. are you so-and-so, but yeah, that'll be fun. All right. So with the, my early career librarians, when they're, do you have any advice for them? Any first steps, if they want to start thinking about um, ways to start taking care of their kids and really, really getting to know them. Go to their events. That, that, that's the, that's the easy, easiest way. Um, in, a, in a high school, there's typically, there's always a lot going on. That's another thing that's hard right now is that, uh, we're not allowing people into sporting events other than like two parents and that sort of thing. But, and even with the, with the littles, you know, go to their concerts, uh, go to their girls on the run activity or their field day. If that, if that's not part of it um, and just be available. And it's, it's always funny when they laugh and they don't realize that you do go to the grocery store and talk to them there. Um, that's, that's why I'm living here and living in the district isn't always something that people enjoy. Some of the people I work with, definitely want that separation but you know I feel I feel that's a part of it and ask what they're doing sometimes I mean I've been to the demolition derby uh 
to see a kid that that's what his interest was uh, years ago. And he still, that was probably 25 years ago. Uh, he still reaches out to me every once in a while just to say, hey, you know, what's right. going on? So uh, that, that's the biggest thing is just stay in touch with them, be interested in what they're interested in. Mm -hmm. That's good, good points. All right, so Jen, uh, so we're starting to wrap up our time. What, what kind of things do you find most helpful to keep yourself growing and learning as a librarian? Uh, I, I, I subscribe to a, a number of journals and or journals that come through with my sub, um, membership in ALA and ASL. And that would be a definite recommendation to when you're starting out to, to join ASL and be aware of what's going on there. Um, our state also runs a couple listservs that okay. keep an eye on about what's going on. Um, I am very much a dinosaur in the fact that I don't do much social media. That's all right. I didn't have, I didn't even have an Instagram account until um, I have a fan, I work with a fantastic lady here in the library, um, my library assistant, Wendy, and she is into the technology and the social media. So she runs our Instagram account. So test uh, cats library, if mm -hmm. anybody's interested, she uh, keeps everybody up to date on what all things Bobcatty and what's happened in the library. That's perfect. Uh, and that, so I didn't even know school kids would be using. So that's the perfect, you know, outreach for them. So, yes. So I have an Instagram account for my private, but mostly just to follow what, what's going on on here. So um, that's that's my main way and and talk to thing, talk to people and um, other members of my department. Uh, I'm the I'm the only uh, high school librarian. So but we meet I meet with the middle school and then the elementary librarians. Um, we meet a number of times a year again. Not as much this year because everything is weird, but. All right. Well, Jen, it was awesome meeting you today and congratulations again on your award. I just know, I, I just can't imagine the feeling, you know, to, to have your, your peers, you know, submit your nomination and then you win and how exciting, you know, that must be like that. <laughs> it, it, it truly has been surreal. Yeah. Very, very humbling that they, they thought enough to take the time to do that, so. Definitely, definitely so. Well, well congratulations and, and thank you so much for sharing with our audience today and um, the audience, if you'll log on to the show notes at, at laurashinneman.com and go to the blog, you'll see her Instagram link that will be there for you. You can keep following her and seeing the awesome things that they're doing at that library. But Jen, thanks again for your time and have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Bye.